Y'all fly bitch ass Steve Roy. Love Talk Radio. Love Talk Radio. Radio. Word 
international radio broadcast, Jacquard Radio, is now on the air. I be your host. By name, your fear, Israel, of the royal. Call reveal the number of the B666 part number. 102 live broadcast. Those on the international side will get all that taken care of a little bit later. But right now, we're going to see who's coming on stage for the, this um, day, uh, part number 102. Let's see who's coming on stage and see what we get going on. Because I'm always happy to come before you because we know one thing this ministry has been chosen by the mighty one to lay the final blow and put everything in order for those that got to hear it here, they'll follow the instructions that's in order as we unlock the mysteries that have been hid from you since the foundation of the world in plain sight in the Bible. All right, let's see who's let's see who coming on stage for tonight on tape number 102. We see... Oh, we see one of the young lions ready to go. Also, we see one of the young lions. Brother Titus Israel. He's ready to kind of put his brick in. And uh, and that's a great thing. So when you meet the young lion with a loud voice, you say, Young lion, Brother Titus. Up and come and teach out of camp number one. Yaquah, be there. See you right. Yaquah, bless you there. See you. Israel of Seed Royal. Hallelujah, Aqua. All right. Hallelujah, Aqua, there, young lion. We also see, I think you might see, might be Brother Joe on the broadcast coming on stage. I don't know. Well, let's check and find out if it's Brother Joe and see if he's coming to holler in the microphone on tape number 102. We're going to find out. So, uh, Brother Joe, Yaqua, did you have Seed Royal? Yaqua bless you, Seer Israel, the seed royal. Hallelujah. All right there, Brother Joe. That's excellent. Brother Joe. All right. Also, happily, Brother Joe will spread the books out and get in where he's sitting in there, too. That's a great thing. All right there, young line of uh, Titus. We can take a look at Matthew 10, 19. See what we can get out of 10, 19 now. If you can get out of Matthew chapter 10, verse 19 now. Uh, Matthew chapter 10, verse 19. What does it say there, Brother Titus? The book of Matthew, chapter 10, verse 19 reads, But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you should speak, but it should be given you in that same hour what you should speak. Because they're gonna deliver you up, no doubt about it. You're gonna be delivered up. So but when but when that time happens, it's how you respond to being delivered up. That's the key. Luke chapter twelve, verse twelve. If you won't get going on that young line, Luke twelve, verse twelve. The book of Luke, chapter twelve, verse twelve reads, But the righteous spirit shall teach you at the same hour. What you ought to say. In that very same hour, young lion, 
that, as you have heard from the beginning, ye shall walk in it. Mm-hmm. So you say you hold nothing good from you. You walk upright. If you walk upright, you got to walk upright. Tell you say. So you say you hold nothing from you, but you got to walk upright. That what you said. So that's the game changer right there. He said, but to receive his blessing, you got to have your walk right. And then you hold nothing back from you. So you got to have that right. If you only got water, hold nothing back from you. You might have a problem. One day you might have a problem. You might be feeling a little sick, down. You might not be feeling all up the snow. Telling you right now, come back and read that verse again. Read that verse again, um, what we read in that. In Psalms 84, verse number 11, a young lion. Read that verse again. 84, verse 11. Read that verse again, that young lion. The book of Psalms, chapter 84, verse 11 reads, For Yahweh, Yahweh is a son and shield. Yahweh will give grace, mercy, and glory. No good thing will he withhold from death that walk of whiteness. Okay, you say you hold nothing back from you if you if you do something. You gotta walk uprightly. Now in first John one verse six, what are you saying in first John the right side book one verse six? Now you said he's telling David, it's the angel telling David to put it in right. He said, David, you tell those that got an ear to hear. If you walk upright, Yahweh will hold no good thing from you. That's what he says. So now in first John the right side of book one verse six says what? The book of first John. Back of the book, chapter one, verse six. If we say that we walk if we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. You see that? But if we say we got fellowship with him and we walk in, and read that verse again. Before you read that verse again, I'm going to um, welcome Mother G of Israel. She said, listen, see, I'm going to come on the broadcast. I'm not coming to do no reading, but I want to make sure I'm listening and keeping up with everything. So Mother G of Israel, she lied in the well and, and getting her friend back and all that great stuff. So she said, I'm going to be on the yeah, broadcast well. here. I know my responsibility is to make sure I hear everything going on. So, Mother D.F. Israel, Yaquah bless you there, see right. Yaquah bless you, see Israel, see Roy. Hallelujah, Yaquah. Hallelujah, Yaquah, that Mother D.F. Israel. So, that's a great thing. So, Mother D.F. Israel says that she's going to be listening, taking notes, because she said, I know my responsibility. I got to lead by example. So, I'm going to be listening, taking notes. I'm going to be listening to the young lion and but Joe deliver the knockout blow. Then I'll give you my comment on it after the broadcast is over. And that's a great thing. That's responsibility of leadership. You always know what's going Yaqua. on. Because our business is Yaqua's business. So now, Yaqua's saying you hold nothing good from you 
if you walk upright. That's what he just said. He said, now, if you don't want me to hold nothing back from you, then make sure you walk upright. Now, read that verse again in two, and, and 1 John 2, 6. He said, I, he said tell him, David, I'm going to hold nothing from you, but something you got to do. You got to walk upright. Then, uh, Brother Job, have me 1 John chapter 2, verse 22. Have that wait on me, Brother Job. So now, this is what the man saying. He said, now listen, you don't want me to hold nothing back from you, then you walk upright. That's what you do. Then I take it from there. Now, to walk upright in with the four-letter man, you got to take it to the precept of 1 John chapter, 2 John chapter 2, verse 6. What is that, young lion? Okay, Second John chapter two, verse six. It says Second John chapter two, verse six. Yeah. Second John. This only goes up to chapter, chapter one, one, verse six. Yeah, one. Six. Okay, chapter one. one First John chapter one, verse six reads, "And we say that we have fellowship with Him. We walk in darkness." We lie and do not the truth. Mm-hmm. So we walking in darkness, but we saying, well, I'm having fellowship with him, but you walking in darkness. Then you're not telling the truth. Right. See, he said, I, I will pull nothing back from you if you're doing right. So if you're walking in darkness, if you're walking in darkness, then you're not saying the truth. I mean, you're not doing the truth. That was your man just said. That's plain to me. So now, if you say, well, I'm having fellowship with him, but you're walking in darkness, you say you're lying then. Because I'm going to tell you like this is. In the word of Yahweh from the fixing on account, you got to have new growth in you. We got to see the new growth in you. And how you take it from one le- level to the higher, another higher level. But if you're at the standstill and you ain't got no growth in you, then we know one thing, you lying. Because Yahweh said he will withhold nothing from you that's good if you walk upright. Now, a precept that walking upright is, um, you know, lying. Give me that verse. 625 of Deuteronomy. So now, you know, this is very excellent to take a look at. So the six morning camp, you got to watch those that come and labor among you. If they fellowship with you, you got to see the growth in them. If you start seeing them digress back and they're not moving forward, then they're not walking upright because Yahweh said, I will hold nothing back from you if you walk upright. That means he's going to advance your understanding to get stronger and stronger and stronger. But if you still at a standstill, then we know you got island in your head. And you're not walking right. Then you're lying. Yeah. See how easy that is, that mother of Israel, to, to catch him. See, it's all about the, the Bible would tell the story. 
Mother Day of Israel. It'll tell exactly what you're working with once you put your Luke 12, 12 on the table and your Matthew 10, 19. Then all you got to do is watch everybody from the pages of the book. And, your, and the book will reveal what they own and what they not own. Because when you're walking up, up righteous in 625, let's find out the biblical definition of walking up righteous. And Deuteronomy 6.25. What is that, that young man? The fifth book of the law. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 25 reads, And it shall be, I will write to this, that we observe to do all these commandments, laws, statutes, and judges, before Yahweh, our Yahweh, as he has commanded us. See, it is a commandment to do the laws, statutes, and a commandment. That is a commandment. That is an order. If you want Yahweh to intervene and hold nothing good from you, then you got to do the laws, statutes, and the commandments. That's it. Because there is a death. So remember, we're learn on the way of learning something. Then, then what do Yahweh say behind that? Hey, but Joe, and three twenty-two. Of the book of First John, for Joe, uh, tell this national audience what he says that he'll do if we'll apply the book the way he tells us to do it. What he got? What's going on there, for Joe? Three twenty-two of First John, come on. What, for Joe? Well, for Joe, uh, he, he having a conversation going on somewhere, so. But, hey, but Joe, when you uh, get through with all the conversation you're having in the background, then you say hallelujah, and you know when we call you, you're ready to stretch out a bit. All right, but Joe. And, and that's why Mother D. of Israel says, I'm coming to this broadcast. I'm just going to monitor the broadcast and see what's going on. I'm going to take notes because that was the final statement that was written that we read in Psalm 84. That was big, that was big talk. Yahweh said in verse 11, I hold nothing good from you if you walk upright. I mean, I hold nothing back from you. Now, either we believe him or we don't believe him. So, Brother Joe, when you read again, Brother Joe, you say, hallelujah, Yahweh, then we know we're going to bring you on to help out in the system, take number 102. And remember, Mother D of Israel said, I'm taking notes real good. I'm, I'm taking a look at this. The, the sheep and the flock and grand stuff. Oh, hey, Mother E, coming to the stage for take number one on two. Let me bring Mother E in there. We need another one of the mothers out of Camp One. Mother E, one of the mothers out of Camp One. Got what detail see right. Yep, I bless you, see Israel. I see, bro. Hallelujah. All right, hallelujah. And we know Mother Z. Most likely going to give a commentary a little bit later on the broadcast. So, we clear up. That, you know, that, that verse of there is a powerful verse. Matter of fact, come back and read that again because he says we missed that verse that you read in Psalms in the open part of the broadcast. So, would you read that again, Sir? Okay, young line. You read what you read? That was 84, 10 through 12. In the book, um, 
Hallelujah. Chapter 84, verse 10 to verse 12. Psalms chapter 84, verse 10 reads, For a day in your court is better than a thousand. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the temple of my Yahweh than to dwell in the tent of wickedness. Verse 11. For Yahweh, Yahweh is the sun and shield. Yahweh will give great mercy and glory. No good thing what he would hold from them that walk uprightly. Verse 12 reads, O Yahweh of hosts, blessed is the man or woman that trusts in you. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, he's saying the angels were sent from the son and the father to tell David put in writing. He said, you tell the Torah trials of Israel at that time. I hold nothing back from you. But what you got to do, you got to walk upright. And we found out in, in 1 John, Second uh, John chapter 1, 6, walking upright and all the good stuff means you're keeping the law, that's the command. Then Yahweh said he'll kick in. Just the key to it is, you want to know, what would activate Yahweh to kick in? He just told you now. He said, I'm not going to hold nothing back from you if you walk upright. That's what you say. That's big confidence. So, Mother E, in 322, Mother E, let's start out exactly on the right side of the book in 1 John 322. Let's talk about that for a minute. And 322, Mother, let's find out some things in 1 John 322. What he says that he'll do, if, if we follow what he got written in his Bible, what did he say he'll do? He's telling his beloved John and 322. What did he tell that Against 
And now, Voices of the True Israelites with your host, the seer of Seed Royal. To the four corners of the globe, praise his righteous and powerful name.
That's what I'm celebrating the eight-day feast about. That's what I'm on. I'm, I'm clear about what December 25th means. It ain't got nothing to do with no birthday. Nobody born. He wasn't born nowhere in no December 25th and, and laying in no swallowed clothes because he was out there on December 25th and, the, and on the sixth month, Gabriel came. That means that baby was a primo and that baby was laying around in swallowed clothes on December 25th. Whoever is the mother of that child, they're going to jail. And that baby ain't going to be able to live long. Not no baby less than eight days old. Out there for a divot up on the, uh, an apple tree. No apple grows in January. Not in the land of Israel. But they'll grow in March. Got it? Good. Don't bring the young line in. He's going to talk. He's he going to uh, take his time and tell you all about it. What we got going on out of the six anointed camp. And I can tell you, see, you're right. Look at this. It's, you got to think about something. You've been chosen for these days to really uh, buckle up and get in where you fit in at. Remember one thing Land School Banquet Hall radio station. Because we got, now the fear's job is to let you know what we need to be doing. So we need to contribute to this ministry, donation all over the world, send it into the PayPal or get in contact with the, with the numbers, the international line, and send them checks in. Because one thing about it, land, school, and background is very important because what they're doing to the market, you got to have your own. And just like, uh, you know, last night on the radio station, WCC, just cut off the dollar to y'all while they caught their feel like. Because it said, hey, see, it's my radio station. I can do what I want to do. And that's right. See? So we need to get our own. But we need to roll our sleeves up and donate contributions to this ministry. For what? Land, school, banquet hall, radio station. We need to have our own. You got it? Good. So we'll bring a young line in. So meet some young line allow loud voice that said, Brother Makaya Israel, that up and coming teacher out of Camp One. Yahweh bless you there, see right. And Yahweh bless you there, fear Israel. Oh, see Roy. Hallelujah, Yahweh. Hallelujah, That young line, you sound like you're in that microphone pretty good, and I like that. I, I like how you're in that microphone. See, I like that right there, no doubt about it. Now, young line, we know we got a lot of things going on in. And I know you have a lot to say while old Sears trying to ease over and give some tea, get his good old hot tea going. So uh, take your time and let this national audience over 900,000 strong and count. This is WCC. You way past that. We just ain't going to tell you because we don't want you to get puffed up anymore. Well, it's your radio station again. So what can I say? But well, one thing we do know. You in control right now, but Yahweh is going to be in control a little bit later. Once we organize, understand this man's business is for real, and get them old wicked spirits out of us when something is not in our favor and lead by example, guess what? Yahweh don't intervene. I mean, big time. That is good. Hey, young lion, a 
turning to the national audience, uh, exactly what all we got going on and and how they can get in contact with us and do what they got to do. So take your time, young line, right back in that king seat and do do your part. Come on. Well, we will do our part. That says we'll see, Roy. We say. Yahweh bless you and Yahweh be with you all and it's all viewing in and listening in on the international phone line and on the ones who is listening on the international computer as well. We want to uh, let you know that we are coming on the Blog Talk Radio six nights out of the week. Six nights out of the week, we will be doing blog, uh, the Blog Talk Radio starting on Sunday, beginning at 6 o'clock to Nine o'clock, the Blog Talk Radio will be up and running. Then we will resume class on Monday, starting at six o'clock until nine o'clock as well. And we will be picking it back up on Wednesday because there's no class on Tuesday. But we do have our Pal Talk class up and running on Tuesday. And you can tune in and catch us on our Pal Talk on I mean at six o'clock. Excuse me, make that hey, tune in to our Pal Talk Radio because every time that our Blog Talk broadcast is up and running. Uh, Yaquaz Radio and Yaquaz Ministry, the Pal Talk will be running uh, simultaneously. That means at the same time. So we want you all to be able to tune in. Whichever choice you choose to tune in, whether it be the Pal Talk, whether it be the Blog Talk, we ask you all to tune in. So the Pal Talk, you can download it on your cell phone, on your laptop, or on your desktop, or your smart TV. Once you download the Pal Talk and you go through putting your name and getting everything all set up, you look for the Ethics Group. Once you find the Ethics Group, you go scroll on down looking for African Americans. As soon as you type in African Americans, scroll down and look for Voices of the True Israelites. Once again, for the Pal Talk, once you download it on your devices, you will be going and put down Ethics Group. Once you click on the ethics group, you will look for the African-American part. Once you get to the African-American, then you scroll down and you look for Voices of the True Israelites, and you'll find us there. We also been running on Wednesday. That's class we'll resume on Wednesday at uh, 6 o'clock until 9 o'clock. We ask you all to tune in to our blog talk radio, and the Pal talk will be up and running as well at 6 o'clock on Wednesday until 9 o'clock. Then we will resume class again on Thursday at the exact same time from 6 o'clock until 9 o'clock on the Pal Talk and on the Blog Talk. But once we get done with that and close the book up, you go back to your study and get your notes down packed. We're going to resume class back on the top part of the seventh day, which is the Sabbath day, and that will begin on sundown on Friday. From sundown Friday at 7.30, class will begin at 7.30 on Friday at the top part of the seventh day of the Sabbath day. We ask you all to tune in to the class. We will have the Pal Talk up and running as well. It will start at 7.30 until 10.30. We ask you all to zoom, uh, tune, tune in. Now, once we get done with the top part of the Sabbath day, class will resume again at the bottom part of the Sabbath day, beginning at Two o'clock for the blog talk, but twelve o'clock for the pal talk on the bottom part of the seventh day of the Sabbath day. We ask you all to tune in to the blog talk at two o'clock p.m. But 
keep in mind, 12 o'clock p.m. is when the Pal Talk will be up and running. The class will begin on the Pal Talk radio for those who want to get a tune in, get a belly full of Thus Says Yaqua on the bottom part of Saturday day. We will have the class up and running. Now, as we all know, we talked about the Pal Talk and the Blog Talk, but we do want to keep in mind that all feast days class will begin uh, for the Blog Talk Radio and the Pal Talk at 7.30. Pal Talk and the Blog Talk class will begin at 7.30. We ask you all to tune in on our feast days. Okay, now, we also broadcasting live sometimes on our Facebook page or live sometimes on our YouTube page. Now, for our Facebook page, for those who want to uh, tune in to the Facebook page that love the Facebook, we ask you all to type in those keys on your desktop, laptop, computer, or on your smart TV or on your cell phone. We ask you all to type in Fear Israel for, for your um, Facebook page and tune in to any one of the previous classes that was uh, previously recorded or any one of the blog talk classes that was previously recorded. We ask you all to tune in as well and get your belly full of thus says Yahweh. We do also ask you all to be prepared to take down your notes as well. Anytime you're listening to anything that Yahweh has handed us to teach the national audience from the 12 tribes of Israel, that you all have pen, pad, sitting there, and write down your questions. Now, we do also want you all to know that we have the YouTube page up and running. The YouTube page is D-O-T-T-Y, Tribe. Y-H-D-H. Once again, the YouTube page is V-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H. We ask you all to tune in to our YouTube page and enjoy. We have uh, sometimes we was live inside of class, uh, anything that's previously recorded. We ask you all to tune in to it and catch us on V-O-T-T-Y, Y-H-D-H. That's the name you type in for the YouTube but you can also type that same name in, B-O-T-T-Y, Tribe, Y-H-D-H, for our TikTok page. We ask you all to tune in and go in and catch a little snippet of that as well and get your belly full of thus says Yahweh on that as well. We ask you all to share the information that Yahweh has and for us for you all to learn, write down your uh, comments, write down your questions, take your good notes so you can have some questions to ask, and you can make good comments as well. And we will get back with you according to we can read in Acts 15, 15 and Romans 15, 4. And we want to make sure that we do a, 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 a First Peter chapter 2, verse number, I mean, chapter 4, verse number 11. First Peter chapter 4, verse number 11. We want to make sure we speak according to the, to the oracles, which is the word of Yahweh, and we come and give you a belly full of thus says Yahweh. We also want you all to be reminded of that we do have the feast getting ready to come up. You guys have been listening to the broadcast as of lately. It is Red Herb Seed Royal, and the elders going to be bagging it up, and the teachers coming behind to be a belly full of dust days. Yahweh, about what this day of December 25th is really about, and that's the feast of dedication that's preparing to come up on December 25th. When the sun goes down on the 24th, we will begin December 25th of uh, the Feast of Dedication. 
So we will be celebrating us on December 25th. But we know inside of the righteous scriptures that it is the feast of dedication. So we ask you all to tune in. Take your notes down. Write down your questions. And for questions and comments, call into the international phone line at 224-600-5579. We ask you all once again to call in to the international phone line at 224-600-5579. On that note, we say over to you, Sir Israel of Seedroyd. Hallelujah. All right, uh, young lion, that was excellent. Young lion, that was excellent. That was an excellent presentation. That's what it's all about. See, we love to see growth in the ministry. Cause we know once growth is in the ministry, y'all well, I got no choice but to kick in. So everybody just play their role and growth. And understand, son, you play your role in growth. But you're going to be challenged. Everybody in the battle was challenged. Nobody got a cakewalk in this Bible. Nobody. That's all he's saying. Take a deep breath before you say something, and then, then at that very same hour, y'all will help you out. That's when you. That's when you line up with him. But if you catch you catch yourself all frustrated and you all over the place. That means one thing: that the work got to be done because y'all would expose those that's faking this right here and the one that's really in it. See, when you're really in this word, y'all if something jump off, you'd be even even killed. You know how to just ignore what's said, then understand what's written in um forty one twenty one of the book called Isaiah, produce your call. And you, you bump your gun pretty good, but produce your call. See, and that's and that's the game changer. When you tell them to produce their call, they're gonna be stuck. And that's the key. All right, that's excellent on your part there, young lion. So we 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 watching all the six anointed counts from the pages of the book. Because Yahweh, I'm turning it up on them. Matter of fact, I better make a note of that. Because I'm telling you something. Yahweh, I'm turning it up on everybody. He's, he turned up on me. You know? There's something called a broadcast. I got so many messages on it, on it and so many uh, calls that, that that I I like to, I like for you to come take you to Saudi Arabia just to make you run. You see how long can you stand up? Oh, talk about how you know type of thing, but guess what? I know what Yahweh got rid. He got some stuff rid. I'm gonna write that down too. I think look at what he got rid. Yeah, I know the power of the Almighty Yahweh. He can take whatever he wants, offer you when you get ready, and he also can put it on you when you get ready. That's that, that big topic there. I want to read a little bit of that, too. All right, that's good enough. That's enough. I got a whole lot on the table. So we're going to bring Mother in and 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 listen to Mother hollering at that microphone a little bit. And then we're going to see. And we'll take from there. So Mother E, one of the most out of Camp 1. That's why I see you see right. Yeah, well, that you see it, Israel. I see you all. Hallelujah, well.
take your time with it, and that give me a chance to pull this old hot tea because deny it and let me know. Come and get it now. You know, got good and hot photos here. Take a look at 1019 real Catholic and go to Luke 12, 12, and I should be ready to do my part by the time you get through it. Matthew 1019 and Luke chapter 12, verse 12. John line, get your time, come on. All right, we're going to the book of Matthew, chapter 10. We want to read verse number 19. Verse 19 reads, But when they deliver you up, <laughs> take no thought. What, what, what happened? What happened? What happened to the young line? WCC? Okay, you are, you are just made microphone? Okay, all right. Okay, young line, start all over again there, young line. WCC could have to adjust your microphone by just letting you know we can punch the button and cut you off when we get ready. So they say they got that kind of power. Yeah, you do have that kind of power, no doubt about it. So young line, start from top again and back on the clock, come on. All right, we're going to the book of Matthew chapter 10, verse number 19. Verse 19 reads, but when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what you shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what you shall speak. The book of Luke. We're going to the book of Luke. We're going to read chapter 12. We're going to pick it up at verse number 12. Verse 12 read. For the righteous ministering spirit shall teach you in the same hour, what you ought to say. In that very same hour, the righteous spirit will teach you some things that you ought to say. No doubt about it. And you ought to believe that. I believe it. See, I know one thing. This ministry is the Lord. And so be it. Because it made plain there of young lion. In the book of Ezra, chapter 4, Esther, Esther, E-S-T-E-R, Esther, 4, verse 12, down to verse 14. It, it made something real plain there, young man. Help the, help the national audience that what we can read in the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 12, down to verse 14. Listen to this. Young man, come on. All right. We're going to the book of Esther. We want the book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 12, down to verse number 14. The book of Esther, chapter 4, verse 12, read. And they told to Mordecai, Esther's word, 13. Then Mordecai commanded to answer Esther, Think not with yourself that you shall escape in the king's house more than all the Yadda Judah. Verse 14, for if you all together hold your peace at this time, then shall their enlargement and deliverance arise to the Yadda Judah from another place. But you in your father's house shall be destroyed. And who knows whether you are, to, whether you are come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Yeah. See, 
if you're born and you got ears to hear around this time, you you were created for what's going on right now. He said, you what's going on right now. So this is your hour because Yahweh knows who he wants to be in on this hour right now. He wants you on this hour. See? So if you're hearing this message, You've been built up for this hour right now. So it's up to you to tie up on your backstroke because he made a plane. This what he made. He made something plain. Um, y'all mind? Your reward. He got a reward for you if you remember this. And the book of Matthew chapter 19, listen to what he got, what he's saying. Let's even preach up a little bit of that. In Matthew chapter 19, verse 28 and 29. What does that young line? The book of Matthew. We're going to chapter 19. We're going to pick it up at verse number 28 and verse number 29. We're going over to the book of Matthew chapter 19, verse 28 and verse number 29. Verse 28, read. Verse 28, read. And Yahweh the Son, truly I say unto you, truly I say unto you, that you which have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man shall sit in the throne of his glory, you also shall sit upon twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Verse number 29. And everyone that hath forsaken houses, or brothers, or sisters, or fathers, or mother, or wife, or children, or lands, for my name's sake, Steve and hundredfold, and shall inherit everlasting life. Now, as they drop, now, see, now, see, this is where we draw the line at right here. See, when y'all try, he'll try with your loved ones. Your loved ones should be dead wrong on exactly what's going on. But since they my loved ones and bloodlines, I'm gonna act like I don't see what's really going on because I got I remember family first. But that's not Bible. You gotta go Bible first. So you gotta make a decision according to the Bible. You know, it could be your mama, your daddy, auntie, sister, brother, uncle, or auntie. I mean this I will support your speech. Good. You got to remember these good things. So he seems that you know you got rewards coming when he comes. Because he's going to try you. And where he's going to try you at or whatever you love the most. Let's see what you make a Bible decision or what you make a family decision. Let's get a precept on that and go on about Luke chapter 19, verse 28 down to 32. Now, it's called a precept. See, the real one thing, Yahweh in that very same hour, he'll show you how to preach up the Bible that if you do right. So you got to be thumbing around. All you do, listen to the conversation, and then Yahweh will tell you exactly what he wants you to put on tape number 104. So now we got to precept that to let you know that we continue to make, well, a, my better half. And I got to stick with my better head, was she right or wrong, or was he right or wrong? No, no, no. Look, 
If you support, if you about the Bible, make a Bible decision. That's it. Here go your precept. Luke chapter 19, 28, verse 30, down to verse 32. Take your time there, young man. We're going to the book of Luke chapter 19, verse 28, down to verse number 32. Book of Luke chapter 19, verse 28, read. And when he had thus spoken, he went before, ascending up to Yadah Judah. 29. And it came to pass, when he was come now to Bethphage and Bethany, at the mount called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of his disciples. Verse 30. Saying, Go ye into the village over against you. And the which as you're entering, you shall find a coat tied, whereon yet never man set. Loose him and bring him here. 31. And if any man asks you, why do you loose him? Thus says, the, thus says you say unto him, because the wise W.H. Yahweh has need of him. Verse 32. Are you looking at Luke nineteen twenty eight, or is it just me? Are you looking? To, if you looking right at Luke nineteen twenty eight, read carefully, or is, is it just me? Because right now I'm stuck. So let's find out if uh, we both looking at Luke chapter nineteen verse twenty eight. Is that what you're looking at, young man? Hallelujah. Yeah, well, you was right, young man. It was telling. I don't drop the ball on something like this. I got to make sure I got to check my steps while I wreck my steps. But right now, that ain't, that ain't what I want. So, um, that ain't what I want, young man. So, what I, what I want to do is, um, I got to, I got to, I got to, give me, um, give me a, uh, Daniel 216 for a minute. Can I get a Daniel 216? All right. We're going to the book of Daniel, chapter 2. We're going to pick it up at verse number 16. We're going to the book of Daniel, chapter 2, number 16. The book of Daniel, chapter 2, verse number 16, and it reads, Then Daniel went in, and desired of the king, that he would give him time, and that he would show the king the interpretation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, same thing old Sydney. Uh, you know, uh, those on the international side, the still need time because um, that right there is not lining up. Because right now I'm stuck, so I gotta, I gotta detour everything away from that because I'm stuck right now. I'm stuck right now. That ain't what I want. And so and go back again and let's look at it again. Let's look at one more one more again there, you know. Line. Come back again to Matthew chapter nineteen, verse twenty eight, twenty nine. Come back come back to that one more time. I'm thinking I get out get out of this stuck position that I'm in right now. Right now I'm all over the place. I'm all over the place right now, but I'm, I'm gonna try to 
rebound. I'm going to try to rebound myself. Then we're going to get on down the road. But let's go back over this again. I want to hit it one more time. What you saying now? That's, see, that's, that's why I say you got to be, you know, I was talking earlier. I mean, I was a great lesson yesterday at Mother and Bad Witnesses. But that was yesterday. Now, what I'm going to do today, and that's the same thing Mo said, okay, yeah, see, that was a lesson yesterday, but what about today? If we're going to pummel all around on the day, or we going to deliver the knockout blow today? Because remember, Yahweh is going to only judge you on today. See, keep telling your mind, hold that point. Hey, Mo, let's take a look at that, Mo. Hey, Mo, let's go to Psalm 95. See, I want you to understand one thing. Almighty is not going to judge you on how many years you got in the ministry and all that. He's not going to judge you on none of that. He's going to judge you on today. See, that's the point. How how are you looking today? That's how he's going to judge you. So now keep that in your mind. So, Mother E, in the verse of Psalms, 95, Mother E. Now, what are we going to find out? Now, the angel going to come from heaven, Mother And he's going to look David eyeball to eyeball. He's going to tell David something. He said, David, you know, you're the king of all Israel, and you're skinning and grinning, you know, skinning and grinning. But you let them know how I'm going to operate in time to come. So, in the 95th chapter, Mother, what can we read in Psalms 95, verse number 7? What can we read, Mother? 95, verse 7. What can we read there, Mother? You want to pop them out. The book of Psalms, chapter 95, verse 7. Verse 7 reads, Give unto the Yahweh, O ye kindred of the people. Thank you. 
He said, in the wilderness, the twelve tribes of Israel kept me when, when they saw my work. See, see, one of the greatest mystery and teaching models in the second book of Ezra, chapter 9, Peter, verse 7, down to verse 13. Now, listen there. I'm going to talk a little bit more while you find me stacking Ezra. I'm not going to get a precept on that. He said, the ones in the wilderness, they tempted me. And they saw my work. But see, today's teaching and the majority of the ministries now, you ain't got to do no work. All you got to do is believe on our Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That was their teaching. But he said, they saw my work in the wilderness. They saw it. And we will find who the day is to saw his work. But remember, in Amos 3, 7, whatever he got to say, he's going to tell it to his seer. Now, let's see what he told the seer to write, put it in writing about this work. He said, they saw my work, and they paid me no never mind. So, in 2 Ezra chapter 9, verse 7, down to verse 13, mother, take your time there, mother, and uh, uh, do your part on the knockout, bro. Come on. Second is chapter 9, verse 7 to 13, mm-hmm. verse 7. And everyone that shall be saved and shall be able to escape by his works and by faith, whereby we have believed. Verse 8, shall, shall be preserved from the from the from the said surely and shall see my salvation in my name and within my borders for I have sanctified them for me from the beginning. Verse nine then shall they be in pitiful case which now have abuse my way and they that have cast them away despiteful shall dwell in torment. Verse 10 For such as for such as in their life have received benefits and have not known me. Verse 11 And they that have noted my law while they had yet liberty and when as yet place of repentance was open unto them understood not but despised it verse 12 the same must know it after death by pain verse 13 and therefore be thou not curious how the unyawani shall be punished and when, but inquire how the righteous shall be saved, who the word is and for whom the world is created. Amen. 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 Amen
the Christian pastors. They got to remember all the Christians is up under the poke anyway. Poke is the head of the Christian church. He's the head man. Apostolic church, poke is the head of that. He run all that. That's his, he he gets the last word on that. Got it good. So you find out right now, if you ain't got no work, keeping what he got written in his Bible, you're going to be in trouble. Now, Mother, get ready to read exactly what kind of trouble you're going to be in in 2 Ezra, verse 11 and 12. Now, come on back, Mother. In 2 Ezra, chapter 9, verse 11 and 12, help those see how the international audience come out. 2 Ezra, chapter 9, verse 11 and verse 12. Verse 11 reads, And they that have loaded my law, while they had yet liberty, and when as yet place of repentance was open unto them, understood not, but despised it. Verse 12, The same must know it after death by pain. Yeah. So if you haven't kept the law, if you haven't done no work, you're going to be, he going to, after you die, you think it's all real. Oh, well, you know, my loved one's going to pass, not in a comfortable spot. No. That's when y'all send them some angels from the angels that hear about top, top Jerusalem. He's going to come and put you in a headlock. And he's going to be working you over until the judgment comes in. When the judgment comes, you'll be already tired and go out. Then he's going to burn you in the fire. You see that? See, this is what them preachers have really did for your understanding. You think because one of your loved ones has shut down because they was in great pain. The pain don't start until after death. Did you, you know that your preacher said, well, no, they have... They resting now. They all they all resting. Everybody happy now. They have made it. So you got to make it. She, he or she not in no more pain no more. According to the Bible, that's it. That's when your that's when your problems start. What's that WCC? Can you read that verse one more time? Uh yeah, mother, read that um verse number twelve, second as a nine, twelve, one more time. For the WCC, for the World Council of the Churches. 500 million members, then would you read the verse one more time? Second Ezra 9, verse 12. What does it say, Mother? Book of Second Ezra, chapter 9, verse 12. The same must know it after death by pain. The same might know it after death. That's when the pain starts. You didn't know that, did you? Oh, I didn't know that. Your preachers don't know it, neither. You know why? He's full of Christianity and Islam and Judaism. But I remember one thing. In Amos 3, 7, if he got to tell somebody something, he's going to tell his fear. So the angel came from heaven to tell his fear that, tell them, now those they ain't going to pay, you know, never mind, because they ain't going to pay the son and the father, never mind. But let them know the way you, when you set yourself down, that's when your trouble starts. You're on the wrong side of the law. Now, we're going to get a precept on that, uh, 
Sister Sarah. You get a precept on that. See, remember, once you precept the Bible, do you believe what the Son's saying then? Let's see what he says in Matthew chapter 16, verse 27 28. Let's see, do we deviate from what we just got through reading by the fear? We go on to the 16th chapter of Matthew. And look at verse 27 28. Sister Sarah, what can I say that we would all can enjoy the reading after a moment? We go on to the book of Matthew, chapter 16, reading verses 27 and 28. Verse 27 reads, For the Son of Man come in the glory and the honor of his Father, with his ministering spirit to his angels. And then he shall reward every man according to his works. Mm-hmm. 28. Truly I say unto you, there be some standing here which shall not taste of death till they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. See that? Now he's telling you, he's telling his disciples, called the Father. He said, well, they won't know how you coming. I'm telling you now I'm coming. Put it right. When I do come, I'm coming to give out a reward for you. What is the last word in 27? I'm coming to give a, a reward there, Sister Taylor. But what is the last word that he got written in verse 27? Oh, how you going to get this, this reward, the right reward, is according to your what? Verse 27, last according word. According to his work. So if you ain't got no works in, you're not going to get a paycheck. So that preaching, when you go to that wrong day on Sunday, he lets you know we're not up under the law, we're up under grace. Mr. Preacher, you already booked yourself a seat in the lake of fire, and guess what? I mean right, and now you got me a seat in the lake of fire. Now you got me a seat in the lake of fire. Because I'm here is ready up, Pastor. Well, then you produce your calls in Matthew chapter 16, 27, 28. He told his disciples, when I come, I'm going my reward is with me, and I'm going to give them according to their work. So if you ain't got no work, it's like going to your job, right? Well, I got a job. I got a job. Okay, good. So now, but I ain't going to do no hours in. I'm just going to be in the paycheck line. I'm not going, I'm going to stay out in the parking lot. I ain't going in and put no work in. I'm just going to stay at the parking lot. I'm just going to wait on the paycheck line. So how long do you think, how many paychecks he going to get by waiting on the paycheck line? None. And then, and then what will happen, the big dignitary is going to call the police on him and escort him right off, right out of here. And they might even tell, uh, have him call old Lucky in and bite him right in the rear and let Lucky run him about the parking lot. Listen. Mr. Preacher, if you ain't got no work, then you ain't got nothing coming. You're not going to pay check. So how are you telling people they're up under the grace and not up under the law, and we find out right now, you tell them, when I'm coming, I'm coming to give them a call to their work. Now, John was in prison. An angel came to John in prison. We're not going to read in Revelation chapter 1, verse 8 down to verse 10, but John was in prison. 
an angel came to him. So while he was in prison on the Isle of Patmos, the angel of heaven came and told John exactly how this thing is going to happen. And look what he said we can read, Daryl, Sister Daryl. It's end-time prophecy. 117 through 19 is end-time prophecy. John wrote to hear out you. He wrote past us in 96 A.D. What did he write in 22 verse 11 down to verse 16? 22, uh, Revelation 11 down to verse 16. Do you believe John on the Isle of Patmos, the angel coming and talking to him? A mother had me Matthew chapter 12, 31, 32, 36, 37. Had that waiting on me. Huh? Had that waiting on me. Do you believe what the angel saying? If you don't believe what the angel saying, when mother get on that microphone, she's going to introduce you to something in Matthew 12, 31, 32, 36, 37. Hey, Thomas Sarah, what can we read in 22, verse 11, down to verse 16? Come on. Right, Brother McKay, go pick that up. The book of Revelation. Chapter 22, verse 11 down to verse number 16. Verse 11 reads, He that is unjust, let him be unjust still. And he which is filthy, let him be filthy still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. And he that is righteous, let him be righteous still. Verse number 12. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me. To give every man according as his work shall be. Verse 13. I am the beginning and the end. The first, verse number 14. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gate into the city. 15. For without are dogs and sorcerers and homeowners and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loveth and maketh their life. Verse number 16. I, the Son, have sent my angel, ministering spirit, to testify unto you these things in all the congregation, tribes, and children of Israel. I am the root and the offspring of David. And the bright and morning star. Verse 19. Verse 19. And if any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, Yahweh should take away his part out of the book of life and out of the righteous city from the things which are written in this book. Now, you, now, look, now look, look what your pastor did. Your pastor told you that you're not up under the law. The law been done away with. See, John is writing that the hereafter. Your pastor telling you you up under grace. And don't even know the definition of what he's saying by not precepting your Bible. See, when you're preaching on precept the Bible, all he's going on is he say and cliche from another pastor. 
Listen, do you understand what grace means? When you precept your Bible, it tell you what it means in the book of Titus chapter 2, verse 12 and 12. See, listen, we come on this broadcast six nights a week. We ain't coming to hear ourselves talk. We're trying to get our salvation. And if we can help those on the way, and we can get us some some James 5, and I'm back talking about saying, um, we are a sinner turning around from being a sinner. Then he said, that's the only path you got if you help somebody. Because the only way you're going to get past, you have to make sure you don't help somebody. If you ain't help nobody, according to James. Uh, hey, hey, mother, hey, mother, you read that, from me, read that 520 for me. And James, let me, let me make sure take none for granted. In James 5.20, Mother Eve, listen to what he said in 5 verse 20. Now, if James is his brother, he thought he was in the bump there, he was on top, and James was on the bottom. Oh, verse of Mark, he read what he was saying. This is his brother talking. Look what he got written in 5 verse 20. James 5.20. Where's that, Mother Eve? Book of James, chapter 5, verse 20. Book of James, chapter 5, verse 20, read. Let him know that he which over, which converts, okay, let me go back. James, chapter 5, verse 20. Let him know that he which converts a sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death. And she has a multitude of things. Mm-hmm. And what are you saying? So if you were able to help somebody, put them on the right track, then your sins that you have, and I got many, he said, I'm going to give you a pass, but you got to make sure you don't help somebody. That's the only Get out of jail three cards you got at James 520. So if you ain't help nobody, when you get assignment to take care of some business and you turn it down, that means you didn't help nobody. That means you got just enough merit to stand before him on your own. No. No. So you ask you ask you one question and determine. Why should I save you? Who did you help? And you're going to say, well, no, I didn't help nobody. I was, I was just so busy trying to get mine. Okay? But you know, you were sinner too, right? Uh, yeah, I know I'm a sinner, but I was trying to get mine. Uh, did, it, did the Spirit give you a assignment to help somebody? Yeah, he did. But I'll turn him down. Okay. Then guess what? I'm going to turn you down. See I go? Because you were told plainly. That for you to get into this kingdom to come, you got to have you some James five twins in your back pocket. You got to be on help somebody. You want to be on steer somebody in the right direction. If you only if you only got the Baruch spirit, it's all about me. Oh, war is me. Then guess what? The man gonna burn you in the fire too. So the reason we take all this abuse six days a week. 
Because I know what this man is saying. He's going to deliver you up. So if you ain't did nothing for nobody but yourself, or whoever in your little clique, time appointed, y'all probably going to burn you in the fire too. Because he got specific rules and regulations. You remember when the young man read that verse in Esther? I go, y'all go. Verse 12 and 14. He said, you've been chosen for this time. You can't hide away and, and think only you got yourself right and you good. That man going to burn you in the fire. So the reason I take this abuse because I know one thing of what he got coming for me. If I do, if I give him all I got and helping somebody that needs to hear this truth, it hides a multitude of my sins. And I got many. But if I'm able to help somebody, guess what? Yahweh will give me a pass. And that's the reason I pick up with all this abuse on these broadcasts from the World Council Church. The Latter-day Saints out of Utah. The Roman Catholic Church out of New York. I take all this abuse because I see the bigger picture. That's the point which I'll tell you. If you ain't helping nobody, you ain't got nothing coming. If you will stand on your own merit, and you don't step into play to help somebody, get themselves some salvation and show them what, what the word grace means. We're not by the grace of the law. Do you know what that means, Mr. Preacher? We're going to show you what it means when you preach up your Bible. Titus 2 11. Y'all mind. Come on, let's read a little bit. Let's show them what this grace means. When they say, no, we're not up on the law, but the grace. We're going to show you exactly when you preach up your Bible what the grace means. Come on, y'all mind. We're going to the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse number 11 and verse 12. Book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11 reads, For the grace of Yahweh that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Verse 12, teaching us that denying unyahwiliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and yahwiliness. In this present world. Verse what? The book of Second Time. I mean, the book of Titus, chapter two, verse twelve reads: "Teaching us that denying unyahwiliness and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and yahwiliness in this present world." Back up to verse 11. I'm going to get a little bit more. Back up one more. Back up one verse. All right. Going back to read the book of Titus, chapter 2, verse 11. Verse 11 reads, For the grace of Yahweh that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men. Mm-hmm. Verse 12. Uh-huh. Verse 12. Teaching us, denying on and worldly lust, we should live soberly, righteously, and yahwali in his present world. Grace is a teacher. Hallelujah. Remind us how to keep the law, statutes, and the commandments. Grace is to let us know we got to live righteous. Right. And the biblical definition of right 
Mr. Preacher. This is a great deal. 625, read it in your line. Do it around. Get yourself 
you all not got your death cut off. But you're going to get everybody trying to do right cut off too. But remember, that's why this, that's why it tells you plainly, uh, Mother E. Now, y'all lying with your microphone staying up there. Hallelujah. WCC, they're working on your microphone. They're working on your microphone. So your microphone back ready to say, hallelujah, while in your mind, then we're going to get back on track. Now, Mother, St. John uh, 9, St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. Can you chapter 9, knowing this out, what it says in St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. What it says, Mother, St. John chapter 9, verse 25 and 41. Mm-hmm. St. John chapter 9, verse 25. He answered and said, Whether he be a son or no, I know not. One thing I know that whereas I was blind, now I see. 41. Yahweh said unto them, If you were blind, you should have no sin. But now you say, We see, therefore your sins remain. You can't say you don't know. We tell you right now, when your pastor stand before you and tell you about we not up under the law, and don't explain to you that the law we not up under is Hebrews chapter 10, verse 1. The killing of the animals of sacrificial law, you can't kill the more animals no more and think we get a pass. That's the law been done away with. But those uh, keeping my law, statutes, and commandments, that's how you don't get in the kingdom. You don't get in the kingdom by keeping the Sabbath day. Sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. You get in the kingdom by keeping the feast day. You get in the kingdom by wearing your friends. That's how you get into the kingdom. You ain't getting in the kingdom about being good. If you don't help nobody, you ain't got nothing coming. So when you assign to help somebody and you and you refuse to do it, that means you you think you got just enough in your back pocket or your wallet to make it. No, you do not. He will ask you a question. Did you help? Who did you help? Who did you stay on the right track? Well, I just took care of myself. Well, so did Baruch. And the fourth fifth of uh, chapter Jeremiah, Baruch said, woe is him. And I told Baruch, I should kill you for woe is woe me. Because even about you, Baruch, is about helping others. The reason we call this broadcast is to help others. Because Hallelujah, If you ain't help nobody, you ain't got nothing coming. Hallelujah, why that, though? So if you didn't have nobody, you ain't got nothing coming. And if you're going to be uh, out of the regular book, in Queen's Lackey, chapter 12, verse 3, uh, Sister Sarah, if this is what you're going to be, then right on with you. But look what he got written in the regular book called the Queen's Lackey, chapter 12, verse 3. If this, if this is the way you plan it, look what he got written for you by the wise man in the world. The Queen's Lackey, out of the regular book, 12, verse 3, what does it say? Going to the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 12, verse 3. 
Book of Ecclesiastes. Chapter 12, verse 3. Okay. Verse 3. Verse 3 reads, In the day when the keepers of the house shall tremble, and the strong men shall bow themselves, and the grinders cease, because they are few, and those that look out of the windows be darkened. Is it? Is the day when I get that strong man? Is the day when I grab the, the strong man and that strong woman that all they want to do is look out the window and peek to see what's going on? They ain't gonna, they ain't gonna roll their sleeves up and do nothing. They just gonna peep out the window. You see, when I take care of the strong man, I'm gonna take care of you too. Because you had opportunity to get in where you fit in at, but you got in your feelings and choked. And guess what? The angels taking note of that. Every servant of Yahweh is going to be tried. Ain't nobody going to get a cakewalk. To get to the kingdom, it's going to be according to your works. He's going to ask you something. Who did you help? Who did you show the right role of salvation? You say, well, no, I'm so busy in my own feelings about myself. That's good. I'm going to be in my own feeling about myself. I'm going to burn you in the fire because you ain't got enough merit to make it in the kingdom on your own. If you ain't got no James 520 and Matthew 25, get me out, daughter. Give me Matthew 2125. If you ain't got no Matthew 2125 and James 520 and you going on your own merit, I'm just going to Look out for myself. Good. And look what he got written in 21, 25 of Matthew. And what he got written now, Sister Sarah? Going to the book of Matthew, chapter 21, verse 25. Verse 25 reads, The baptism of John, whence was it? From heaven or of men? And they reasoned with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven...
Where did you help? Oh, I just I just I just looked out for myself. Yeah. And guess what? Yahweh's gonna look out for you time to come. Cause you think you got enough credits to stand before Yahweh and you ain't help nobody? And when you get an assignment and you didn't do none of the assignments that were told you to do, you think you gonna do it on your own? You got enough credit you can step up and just do it on your own? We're going to see. We're going to see. Everybody in the Bible had to do some work to get the reward. So all you got to do is just, just watch after yourself. What do you got written about yourself only? The Rock 6 2. What is that? Uh, what is that? What is that? What is that? Rock 6 2. Going, going to the book of Sirach, chapter 6. Verse 2. Book of Sirach, chapter 6, verse verse 2 reads. Extol not yourself in the counsel of your own mind, that your soul be not torn in pieces as a bull straying along. Does it sound you? Go ahead. Go ahead. Stay in your own field. Stay in your own field. Don't, don't help nobody. Just help yourself. All I'm do is look out for myself. And guess what? Just like I said in the beginning of this broadcast first came on, that was an excellent take yesterday. Uh, daughter was on and mother was on and all that. But then I can't go on that. It's what I do today. Because he might check me down today. It's how he checks me. So I got to give it all I got. Every opportunity I get. Because you never know. What he got written? Hey, hey Marie, what he got written in St. John 7, verse 6? What he got book written, Saint, mm-hmm. The book of St. John, chapter 7, verse 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what he said, Mother? St. John, chapter 7, verse 6. Then Yahweh said unto them, my time is not yet come, but your time is always ready. You say, your time is always ready. My time is always ready. So I can't go on nothing that I did yesterday. Because you had a man, uh, Super Sarah, you know, he um, he had, um, done his worldly business. He's he, he skinning and grinning real good. And, and Luke chapter 12, he's just skinning and grinning. And he started. And uh, Yahweh is going to bring it to the table about this man skinning and grinning. This is, just, this, this is this man right here. This is just another old man with all about himself. In the 16th chapter of Luke, verse 16 out of verse 21, now Yahweh will put in a parable. But this parable will fit somebody when they only think about themselves. Let's see what this, this rich man say, this big dignitary say, in 16 verse 20 out of verse 21. Hey, Sister Sarah, what did Big Dignitary say in Luke chapter 12, verse 16 on to verse 21? Let's talk about it for the national audience here. Come on. We're going to the book of Luke, chapter 12, reading verse 16 through verse 21. Verse 16 reads, And he spoke a parable unto them, saying, The ground of a certain rich man were forth plentifully. 17. And he thought within himself, saying, What shall I do? Because I have no room where to bestow my fruit. 18. And he said, 
This will I do. I will pull down my burns and build greater. And there will I bestow all my fruits and my goods. 19. And I will say to my soul, So thou hast much goods laid up for many years. Take thine ease and be merry. 20. So Yahweh said unto him, Thou fool, this night your soul should be required of you. Then who shall those things be? Which thou hast provided. 21. So is he that laid up treasure for himself and is not rich towards Yahweh. You hear that? You hear the man just said? He called him a fool. He's you, you all about yourself. Well, you know, I, I, I'm just going to do, do me. See, Yahweh called the big thing there. He called him a fool. He's up there to key you tonight. So what have you did for me to, when the opportunity comes, you tell me, told me, what what you going to go on? Are you there a rich man? If you can skin and grab your pocket, you can find your $10? If you ain't help nobody, you ain't got nothing coming in this world. Huh? <laughs> you ain't got nothing coming. See, Yahweh going to ask you something. Who did you help? Huh? Well, I ain't want to help nobody because I don't want to get on my nerves. Okay, good. But guess what? I'm going to get on your nerves. These great big old angels. They're going to get on your nerves, and they're going to get on you with some pride. As a matter of fact, they got it written in the Bible exactly what's going to happen. Hey, Marie, what it says in 6624 of Isaiah? Now, the field, i you exactly what's going to happen. See, if you don't know what's going to happen, you you going to pay the Bible no never mind. You don't get in where you've been in it. It's all about you now. Huh? Well, I'm all up in my feelings now. Okay, stay in your feelings then. Mm-hmm. That man in you and you in your feelings. Ain't nothing you did on the left side of your feelings going to get you where you, where you want to go. It's going to get you where you don't want to be at. And mother get ready to read 6624. What is that idea of 6624, mother? Let's talk about it a little bit. Book of Isaiah, chapter 6, 6, 24, mm-hmm. verse 24. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcass of men that have transgressed against me. For their worms shall not die, neither shall their fire be quenched. And they shall be an a horror unto all flesh. They're going to go forward and look on the men and the women that are sin against me. He said, they're going to be in the fire, and they worms is not going to die. Not only you'll be in the fire, he's going to put worms on you in the fire. And the worms going to be immortal. You're going to be immortal with pain. But And guess, and guess why you're going to be in that fire? Because you got in your own feelings. And you can't help nobody but yourself. That is a recipe that's thrown in the bottom of the lake of fire. You got to take all the pain you get now, you understand, because you don't want the pain that's going to come after this. Because it's going to be eternal. So you better take all this up and suck this up 
because the big pain is coming if you don't get in where you fit in at. Let me get a precept on that, my daughter. Daughter said, let's get a precept on that one. Let's see, you, you, you don't want to believe the seer? Well, how about the one makes the heaven earth? Would you believe him? Let's see what he says in Mark chapter 9, verse 42 out of verse 50. He's going to make it plain, and we're going to comment after Sister Sarah delivered a knockout blow. You don't, you don't want to believe those seer? Would you believe the one that made you, me and you? What he had to say pertain to if you don't get him right? Let's see what he got written in the Bible. We're going to Mark chapter 9, verse 42 down to verse 6. What he got written now, Sister Sarah? Come on. Going to the book of Mark, chapter 9, reading verses 42 down to 50. Verse 42 reads. And whosoever shall offend one of these little ones that believe in me, it is better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he were cast into the sea. 43. And if your hand offend you, cut it off. It is better for you to enter into the life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. 44, where their worm died not, and the fire is not quenched. 45, and if your foot offend you, cut it off. It is better for, it is better for you to enter out into light than having two feet to be cast into hell, into the fire that shall never be quenched. 46, where their worm died not, and the fire is not quenched. 47, and if your eye offend you, pluck it out. It is better for you to enter into the kingdom of Yahweh with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into the hell fire. 48, where the worm died not, and the fire is not quenched. 49, for everyone shall be salty with fire, and every sacrifice shall be salty. With salt. 50. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his saltiness, wherewith will we season it? Mm-hmm. Have salt wait, wait, in wait, yourselves. Yeah, salt Where in you? yourselves and have peace one with another. Hallelujah. 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 You hear what the man is saying? This man is telling you straight up. If you ain't and you all up into your feelings, and you ain't in no hurry to take care of your wild business the way he got it written. He said when the, when the fire hit you, your preacher told you this fire is going to be kept really because ain't no Jesus Christ. He ain't that cruel. So we just ready to use them. He said, I'm going to put you in the fire. And I'm going to put worms on you. And the fire ain't going out in the worms. They ain't going to stop biting them. That's what he said. Now, who you going to believe? Do you know he got written something in Titus 1, verse 2, Mother Eve and, and daughter? They'll have me a precept in the 16th chapter, verse 1 of Luke. We're going to read to get our point on the precept. 
But Molly, he says in Titus chapter 1, verse 2, uh, Paul had Timothy and Titus to teach. So Paul was raised from the womb in Galatians chapter 1, 15 and 16. Sure enough. Good. So now he looked Titus and Timothy eyeball to eyeball and told them something. So, Mother, what did he say that we all can, can read here in Titus 1, verse 2? What did he say, Mother? Look at Titus, chapter 1, verse 2. And hope of eternal life, which Yahweh, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Yeah. So he just told the spirit, and he came in the first and told himself, if you ain't helping nobody, you ain't doing my will, I'm going to burn you in the fire, and I'm going to put worms on you eternally. Now, if you want this eternal life, I'm not lying. This is what's going to happen to you. You're the one that's in the sideline, peep out the window. These are the ones that don't get in where they fit in at, they get in their own feelings, and bread back in the corner, and then pout. He said, I'm going to get you. Take your mind. I'm going to get you at a time appointed. If what you're doing today, because I might shut you down today, I don't care how much time you got in the ministry, it's how he catch you today. Give me a precept on that, Mother E. Hey, Mother E, give me a precept on that. Uh, 3, verse 7 to 13. No, 3, verse 13 and 15. Give me a precept. Another precept. Yeah, sir. Talking real good, sir. But now you might well precept that. Hebrews, chapter 3, chapter 9, verse 13 and 15. What is that, Mother E? Hebrews, chapter what? Three. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 down to verse 13 and 15. What did it say that, Mother E? Okay. Hebrews chapter 3. Come on, man. 7 down to verse 13. And real one thing, those on the left mm-hmm. side, anytime you ever get in and you sit in it, we wait on um, our sister BSJ to say, I'm ready to holler in that microphone sooner or later. Sooner or later, you got to holler in that microphone. Remember, the harvest is plenty, but the labor is fruit. Get in and holler in that microphone. Get in where you fit in it and holler in that microphone. See? Y'all go out to eat. Eat the blessing business. Holler in that microphone. See? Get in and holler in that microphone. You might stumble and bum around. But the same token, Yahweh say, yeah, get in and holler on that microphone. We on six nights a week. All hands on deck to take care of Yahweh's business. Holler in that microphone. Coming up soon. What you reading there, mother? Hebrews chapter 3, verses 7 to 13. Verse and, 7. Fi- and 15. And 15. Okay. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 7 to 13 and 15. Verse 7. 
12.4, as the righteous spirit said, today, if you will hear his voice, verse 8, hard not your mind, as in the provocation, in the day of temptation, in the wilderness. Verse 9, when your father tempted me, provoked me, and saw my works 40 years. Verse 10, wherefore I will grieve with that generation and say they do always error in their mind, and they have not known my ways. Verse 11, so I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, that there be a, that there be in any of you an evil mind of unbelief and departing from the living Yahweh. Verse 13. But they taught one another daily. Why it is called today that any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. Verse 15. Why, why it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your mind. As in the as in the provocation. Uh, big job, mother. Hey, mother. Take your time to read verse twelve and thirteen again, mother, for the national order. Now, mother, now, mother, you just you just you hit a grand slam, mother. So you might well deliver again, verse twelve and thirteen. One more again. What is it in verse twelve and thirteen, mother? The book of Hebrews, chapter three, verse twelve and verse thirteen. Verse 12, take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil mind of unbelief and departing from the living Yahweh. 13, but they draw one another daily, for it is called today. Let any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of of sin. Yeah. So you see that, Mo? He said, said, now watch yourself. If you catch yourself now, all off to yourself. You're angry and all that's going on with you. Now you know exactly what I'm got on you. One of them demons I'm got a hold to you, and they them demons going to try to ride you all the way in. Because the demons already know one thing, mother, and 
we we had we had old Lazarus down. We was holding him down. I had him all locked up and and dead as dead as he can get. And that man just said a word and kicking Lazarus from me. You know, them demons talked about that, but them demons can grab you. The only way you can get them demons off you, you got to be. Look, when you see your spirit, it's not the way it once was. Your spirit not got you murmuring, complaining, shying away. I'm in the official on the camp. You shine away from me. You land back in the cut. You always think about yourself. Ain't you helping nobody else. That means that there. That's the recipe telling you the demons got you down. Because you're not getting the kingdom unless you help somebody. You ain't helping nobody. You ain't got nothing coming. Yo, my own marriage cannot get me. I don't care how much time I put in. My marriage don't mean nothing. They don't act so fear. They say, who you help? Oh, well, they made me mad that they, they frustrated me. Okay. Okay, good. Then what you do after that? Did you teach harder? Oh, no, I shied away. I, I wouldn't sit on the dock of the bay. Okay, good. See that great big angel over there? He really still sit his hot fire on your dock of the bay, too. Yeah? Yeah, I'm trying to tell you something. The more they come at you, the harder you go in this world with the right spirit. And anytime you can help somebody, you die at them happy. You know, sometimes I'll be sitting on the bus. I'll be in a lot of wicked conversation on the old bus. And I, and, um, you know, but they make me nervous because them little young jitterbugs make those still get nervous. But uh, I'm always ready to tell anybody something. And I'm doing it I get. Yeah, it's those still now. No doubt about it. So now, that's enough of that. All right, uh, did we get a precept on that? Give me a precept on that mother, 618 of Hebrew. Mother, mother, give me a precept on it. We begin to be going back to, to the Sarah in that 16 verse 1. See, y'all know I got all the time for you. That's why we do Luke 12, 12, and Matthew chapter 10, 19. We don't know what lesson we're going to teach them. So those that help out in all kind of ways, Back with several examples. Suppose you want to make some cakes up. Well, what, what, what is the lesson about? You listen to the lesson. You see what the lesson is about. Whatever lesson about, then you put the, you put that stick on there. That was the lesson is about. It's about some preachers telling you that you you're not upon the grace. We upon the grace, and not upon the law. You put that on this on this lesson right here so far. But it might make another change in those fifteen more minutes. So you got to listen real good. And then you make the case up and help somebody and put the label on what best that you heard out of it. That is the title of the lesson. Whatever you heard out of it, then that will be the title. Because we don't know what we're going to run into. Because WCC, they might cut phones off. Look at tell me. Look at there. But don't forget, we're giving you a dish of 30 minutes. Well, you might give me a dish of 30 minutes to talk. And the same token, you might cut cut off somebody, and it, you, you might do anything. You know, it's a precept on that, but I ain't going to go pull it up. I can tell you what, that's right, 12, 10 to 18, but we're not going to read it. See, I'm saying one thing. We know we're going to run into all types of things on these broadcasts, but the reward of it, if I do my part, because I look at all the ones in the Bible, they ran, even Moses, 
Now imagine Moses. He couldn't go the way of the Philistines that was near, which they were southeast. Yahweh said, no, take them around and go around the other way. They went around the other way. And down the road with peace. And then Pharaoh was chasing them. Imagine you got over. Millions of people there depending on you. And Pharaoh coming down on you. And all before you is deep water. Now, look what he went through. But then what did Yahweh say? Then fear Moses and see the salvation of Yahweh. That's what you got to remember. When you're hiding heavy on you, stand still and see the salvation of Yahweh unfold itself through this ministry. We can help you, but you got to have a year to hear. And you got to get in where you fit in at. You got six anointed camp. Within seven miles, get in one of them. Sit down. Be big as a little mouth and learn something. All six classes from South Carolina to Chicago, at least the same way. So where you located at? You're up in South Carolina, got to camp there. You're up in Maryland, Baltimore, Maryland, got to camp there. You're up in uh, Detroit, got to camp there. You're up in um, got to camp there. You're up in Springfield, Illinois, got to camp there. You're up in Chicago, which is said tonight, got to camp there. Get in where you been in at. But be big ears and little mouth and learn something. Help yourself and help somebody else. So when you're trying to go to this man, you'll ask your question, who did you help? Well, I, I, I just helped myself. But that's Baruch, 45, 1, 2, and 3. He said, Baruch, I should kill you. I'm going to take down a whole nation of Israel, and you think about yourself? I should kill you for that. If who you help, when you give enough, you take it? No. Guess what? That's a strike against you. Because he made it plain. What you read, Mother? Give me, give me that verse, Mother. Give me that verse. And hold that point. Uh, daughter, Sarah, give me the 11th chapter 16, 17, 25, 26 of Numbers. Then we come back to this uh, Luke 16. Hey, Mother, what you reading out of Hebrews 6, 18? Mother E. Hey, Mother E. What you reading out of Hebrews 6, 18? Hallelujah. Got these microphones all jammed up. Hey, Mother E. 6, 18, Hebrews. Hallelujah. Oh, come on, daughter. Who who's that? Who that hollering
That by two immutable things, in which it is impossible for Yahweh to lie, we might have a strong consolation, who have fled for refuge, to lay hold upon the hope set before us. You see that? So he's not lying. So what he got written about? He ain't lying about it. Just a time. It just it just a time of lying for this thing to unfold. Now with a precept on that, give me seven verse. Um, Give me Daniel chapter seven and verse nine and ten. Let me show you. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. That is, these are precepts on everything, and he'll give you that right spirit if you if you got the right spirit. We're going to Daniel seven verse nine and ten. What is that, dog? Going to the book of Daniel chapter seven, reading verse nine and ten. Verse nine reads, "I beheld to the throne for cast down." And the ancient of days did sit, whose garment was white as snow, and the hair of his head like pure wool. His throne was like a fiery flame, and his wheels as burning fire. Ten, a fiery stream issued and came forth from before him. Thousands, thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. The judgment was set, and the books were open. See that? That's a fiery, fiery stream. But the judgment was set, and the books were open. Do you know the judgment is already set? Do you know it's already written exactly what you're going to do? I don't care how much ups and downs you go through. It's already set. The judgment has been set since the foundation of the world. <laughs> you see? That's the point we make it. The judgment has already been set. The judgment is set. The book is open. He already, he already set you up in this book. You already set right now. Hey, mother, when your microphone gets ready again, so hallelujah, y'all probably know you back ready, mother. But WCC now they having a they having a problem with the lesson. So now the judgment is already set. So you got opportunity to do right because he already, already sealed the deal on you already. The judgment is set. The book is open. And everybody's going to be judged according to their work. What do you mean you want to hear it again, Brother Day Saint? You want to hear it again? Okay, uh, daughter. Before we get to what we get to, let's, let's get to them again. Let's go to um, let's go in the back of the book of Revelation. Let me show you something. The judgment is set. Remember, John was on the Isle of Patmos. So whatever you're doing, and think you're doing it on your own. No, 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 no. But it's up there. But, I, but like I said, I just pray that you remember one thing. On your own marriage, you're not getting the kingdom. You're getting in the kingdom on what on what has begun to help others. If all you about helping yourself and everything get on your nerves, you ain't got nothing come but be bumped in the fire. You gotta, you gotta make sure you help somebody else. Now I want to see the judgment set. We're going in the back of the book, and we're gonna look at, um, we're gonna look at, we're going in the back of the book, chapter twenty. 
And we're going to look at, we're going to look at verse number 11 down to verse 15. Let's uh, take care of the Latter-day Saints out of Utah. 11 down to verse 15. Let's say that, dog. Revelation 20, 11 down to verse 15. Let's say Going to the book of Revelation, chapter 20, reading 11 down to 15. 11 reads, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found no place for them. 12. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before Yahweh, and the books were open, and another book was open, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. Thirteen. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. Fifteen. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, let look at this. Now, you got you got people's uh, daughters, big digging to got professional jobs and make it make money so long they can't even think about it. Money so long, and they don't understand that you're gonna be judged according to your work. Now, now here, now here go the actual, here go the actual, it wasn't here. And your preacher will get there before you. You got the longest car out there in the parking lot with turtle wax on. And, and you might be the best tie tailor in there. And he'll stand before you and tell you, you ain't got to do nothing because as long as you up on a grave, you ain't got to do no more work. Now, here we read, right here, the actual kind of what's going to happen. In verse 12 and 13. Now read it again, daughter, and you tell me, is we going to be judged on not doing or doing? Read verse 12 and 13, then look at what do you want to tell a national audience what he got rid of 12 and 13 after you read it. Take your time, that daughter, come on. All right, Revelation chapter 20, reading 12 and 13. 12 reads, And I saw the dead small and great, stand before Yahweh. And the books were open, and another book was open, which was which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in those books, according to their works. 13. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged, every man, According to their work. Now, dog. Now, if you sit around one of the big preachers or some of your loved ones, and they'll say, "Well, we we ain't got to keep no laws. We're up on the great. We don't got it all for us." Now, what would you say behind that? According to verse twelve thirteen. Hey, daughter, what would you say with that verse that you just got through reading twelve thirteen? What would you tell your loved ones behind them? Verses 12 and 13 come out. Without works of Yahweh, they will be cast into the lake of fire. Now you see that. Now, big, big digging terrorists. 
they think that all they got to do is keep on sinning and grinning and paying their tithes and keeping something and calling on our Lord Jesus Christ, and they're going to be saved. You see that? They're going to get a rude awakening. They're going to get a rude awakening when they wake up again. Because you ain't got no work. You're going into the fire. Now, they're going to precept that if you're not found written in that book, we're going to preach up that to Malachi chapter 3, 16 through 18. So let me tell you, now listen to the precept by the old seer, Malachi, he wrote a precept on that in 3, 16 through 18. This is what Malachi says, and daughter, get ready to read it, acting on your part. 3, 16 to 18, what does it say, daughter? Going to the book of Malachi, chapter 3, reading verses 16 through 18. Verse 16 reads, then they that feared Yahweh spoke often one to another, and Yahweh hearkened and heard it. And a book of remembrance was written before him for them that feared the Yahweh and that brought, and that thought upon his name. Seventeen, and they shall be mine, say the Yahweh post. In that day, when I make up the jewels, and I will spare them as a man spared his own son that served him. 18. Then shall you return and discern between the righteousness and the wicked, between him that serve Yahweh and him that serve him not. Hallelujah, Yahweh. He said, they're going to be mad that call on his name. Uh, the preacher's name ain't no Lord God and Jesus and Allah and Jehovah. So if you ain't called on them four letters, you're not going to be here. See that? He said, when I make up my jewels, I'm going to spare them as a man spared his son. See? So you got to call on that name, them four letters, Y-H-W-H. Now let's go visit this, this other old rich man. He's going another old rich man. Let's see what this rich man said in the 16th chapter of Luke. We're going to read about this old rich man. Now, mother, when your microphone ready, mother, just say, Hallelujah, Quas, or WCC say, working on your microphone now. So we're down to Sister Sarah and no seer now. So it's it getting, it getting kind of slim on the microphones now. So when you get ready, say, Hallelujah, Quas. They said, See, we're working on our microphone. It ain't ready yet. Okay. So now, in Luke chapter 16, verse 1, let's read a little bit, Sister Sarah. Let's find out what's going on in this conversation right here. Let's find out what's really going on. 16 verse 1. We read a little bit. Come on. Going to the book of Luke, chapter 16, verse 1 reads, And he said also unto his disciples, his followers, There was a certain rich man which had a sword, and the same was accused unto him that he had wasted his goods. Two. Yeah. And he called yeah, him. Hold on. He had a steward. So he had a steward there. So he had him a steward there. And the same was uh, uh, accused of, upon him that he had wasted his goods. So um, good. So he had a steward. This certain rich man, he, oh, wow, he had him a, a servant. He had a servant. What happened in verse 2? Let's, let's keep reading a little bit. You want something, daughter? Come out. Verse 2 reads. And he called him and said unto him, How is it that I hear this of you? 
Give an account of your stewardship. For thou mayest be no longer steward. Three. Then the steward said within himself, What shall I do? For my Yahweh take away from me the stewardship. I cannot dig. To beg I am ashamed. Four. I am resolved what to do. That when I am put out of the stewardship, they may receive me into their houses. Five. So he called every one of his Yahweh's debtors unto him and said unto the first, How much owest thou unto my Yahweh? Six. And he said, A hundred measures of oil. And he said unto him, Take your bill and sit down quickly and write fifty. Seven. Then said he to another, And how much owest you? And he said, A hundred measures a week. And he said unto him, Take your bill and write four score. Eight. And the Yahweh commended the unjust steward, because he had done wisely for the children of, of this world are in the generation wiser than the children of life. Say unto you, Make to yourselves friends of the mammon of unrighteousness, that when you fail, they may receive you into everlasting habitation. Ten, he that is faithful in that which is least is faithful also in much. And he that is unjust in the least is unjust also in much. Eleven, if therefore you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to you to your trust the true riches. Twelve. And if you have not been faithful in that which is another's man, who shall give you that which is your own? Thirteen. No servant can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Yahweh and Mammon. Fortunately, he, he, he makes, makes a great point. So there's a point. Let me tell you something. Sitting on the sideline, sitting on the dock of the bay, and he ain't have nobody. And you see this man, he was he was he wasn't straight. But he said, uh, how much money do you worry about old me? He said, uh, they owe you quite a lot of money. He said, I tell you what, whoever owed me
get a precept on that, uh, Sister Sarah. We're going to Matthew 6, 24, 23 and 24, and 33. This is what he says in Matthew chapter 6. 23, 24, and 33. What is this, sir? Going to the book of Matthew, chapter 6, reading verse 23, 24, and 33. Verse 23 reads, But if thine eye be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you be darkness, how great is that darkness? 24. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve Yahweh and Mammon. 33 reads, But seek you first the kingdom of Yahweh and his righteousness, and all things, and all these things shall be added unto you. So the first thing you got to get is your Yahweh right. Um, what, no, the first thing you do is get your Yahweh right. That's what he's saying. So you see what he's saying? The first thing you do is get your Yahweh right. Well, you know, I'm up. No, 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 no. The first thing you do is get your Yahweh right. That's what you do first. And in the book of Exodus chapter 25 there, Let's get a case in point. We go on to the book of Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2. Let's get a case in point. Listen, listen who's talking. We're going to Exodus 25, verse 1 and 2. What is that? Go on to the book of Exodus, chapter 25, reading verse 1 and verse 2. Verse 1 reads, And the Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying, 2. Speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. For every man that give it willingly with his mind, you shall take my offering. Now you see what Yahweh said to Moses? Yahweh said, Moses, go find out who willingly want to take care of my business. Willingly. Uh, willingly. He said, if they willingly take an offering from the one just willingly. It wasn't in Moses' mind. Is in Yahweh's mind. Is not go take a woolen offering from them. Get a precept. Let's go to the thirty-fifth chapter of Exodus, verse five. Get down twenty through twenty-two, twenty-four and twenty-nine. Exodus chapter thirty-five, verse five, twenty through twenty-two, twenty-four and twenty-nine. He said, "Now and Yahweh spoke unto Moses, saying." Hey, Moses, go find out who in them 12 tribes want to donate their time and their money, what kind of way? Willfully. Then take the offering from them. Keep that in your mind. Exodus 5, 35, verse 5, 20 to 22, 24 and 29. What is that, dog? We're going over to the book of Exodus, chapter 35, reading verses 5. 20 through 22, 24, and 29. Verse 5 reads, Take you, take ye from among you, an offering unto the Yahweh, whosoever is of a willingly mind, let him bring it, 
an offering of the Yahweh, gold and silver and brass. Verse 20. And all of the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. 21. And they came, everyone whose mind stirred him up, and everyone whose his spirit made willingly. And they brought the Yahweh offering to the work of the temple of of the tap of the temple of the congregation, and for all his service, and for all, and for the righteous garments. Twenty two. And they came, both men and women, as many as were willingly minded, and wore bracelets and earrings, and rings and tablets, and jewels of gold. And every man that offered offered an offering of gold unto Yah- the Yahweh. Verse 24. Everyone that did offer an offering of silver and brass brought the Yahweh's offering. And every man with whom was found shifting wood for any wood for any work of service brought it. 29. The children of Israel brought a willingly offer unto the Yahweh. Every man and woman whose mind made them willingly to bring for all manner of work which the Yahweh had commanded to be made by the hand of Moses. Ain't that something? You mean Yahweh commanded Moses to tell them those that are going to do a willingly offer? Willingly? Huh? Yahweh, he said, look them on the tour tribe. Pick out the mail. Send the mail to find out who wanna help out what kind of way? Willingly. Yeah. Willingly. See that's a willingly thing to do. We're going to Exodus thirty six, one down to verse seven. Exodus thirty six, one down to verse seven. Take a time that daughter, you 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 doing some powerful reading there. Exodus thirty six, one down to verse seven. What it say? We're going to the book of Exodus, chapter thirty six. Reading verse 1 down to verse 7. Verse 1 reads, Then wrought Benzalel and Ahalab and every wise-minded man in whom the Yahweh put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the temple according to all the Yahweh had commanded. Verse 2. And Moses called Bezalel and Ahalab and every wise-minded man in whose mind the Yahweh had put wisdom, even every one whose mind stirred him up to come unto the work to do it. Three, and they received of Moses all the offerings which the children of Israel had brought for the work of service of the temple. To make it with them. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. For, and all the wise men that brought all the works of the temple came every man for his work which they made. Five, and they spoke unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Yahweh commanded to make. Six, and Moses gave commandments, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, 
Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the temple. So the people were restrained from bringing. They had, for the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. And, and, and too much? Ain't that something? You mean Moses had to beat them to take the breathing? He had to beat them to stop giving. Moses had to take a stick and say, don't go in your pocket no more. Don't go in that purse no more. We got all we need to work with. Yeah? So you see, that's when Yahweh bless you, when you understand what is written in uh, give me 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. Let's get a precept on that, dog. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 11. Precept. Precept time. 10, 11. Now, Paul is going to pull that verse, and look what he said in 1 Corinthians 10, 11. Going to the book of 1 Corinthians, chapter 10, reading verse 11. Verse 11 reads, now, all these things happen unto them for ex- examples, and they are written for our admission, upon whom the ends of the world are come. You see that? He said, this is, this is written for our admonition. It ain't done away with. If you want to know how to get Yahweh to intervene, then you got to look back at the left side of the book. And look there. That's how you get Yahweh out of the vein. Look back at the left side of the book. He said, all this is written for your ammunition. And what does the word ammunition mean? Go to Romans 15, verse 4, and get and make it plain how you break down words. What that mean? Romans 15, verse 4. Going over to the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4. Going over to the book of Romans, chapter 15, verse 4 reads, For whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures might have hope. You see how you preach that? That's how you do it, Sister Sarah. You got to preach that that Bible. If you preach that that Bible, it tells you to serve. It's up to you to understand one thing. When you're doing Yahweh's business, business it got to be willing. You don't bum around with Yahweh's business. He's going to tell you what you got coming and what you ain't got coming. He once told Moses to go out there and look among them and get what you need and tell them what they got to do. Now, if they don't pay no, no never mind, that's on them. Second Chronicles, chapter 31, verse 3 down to verse 15, 20 and 21. Second Chronicles, chapter 31. Verse 3 to 15, get down 20 and 21. See, he once told Moses, and Paul pulled his verses to let you know everything that was done back in the day is not done away with. It's for your learning. When you make a free will offering, pay your contribution, that's a blessing for you. And you drag your feet on taking care of your business, and a time going to come, he's going to be dragging his feet taking care of your business. Because all this is written for your learning. Second Chronicles 31, 3 down to verse 15, 20 and 21 says what? Go on to the book of Second Chronicles, chapter 31, 
reading verse 3 down to 15, 20, and 21. Verse 3 reads, He appointed also the king's portion of his substance for the burnt offerings to wit, for the morning and evening burnt offerings, and the burnt offerings for the Sabbath, and for the new moon, the new month, for the set feast, as it is written in the law of the Yahweh. Four, moreover, he commanded the people that dwell in Yadah Judah to give the portion of the priests and the Levites that they might be encouraged in the law of the Yahweh. Verse five, and as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of the corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field. And the tithe of all things brought they in abundantly, signing the children of Israel, the northern kingdom, and Yadah Judah, the southern kingdom, that dwelt in the cities of Yadah Judah. They also brought in the tithe of oxen and sheep, and a tie of righteous things, which were consecrated unto the Yahweh, their Yahweh, and laid them by heat. Seven. In the third month, they began to lay the foundation of the heat and finished them in the seventh month. Eight. And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heat, they blessed the Yahweh and his people, Israel. Then Hezekiah questioned the priests and the Levites concerning the heat. Ten, and Azariah, the chief priest of the house of Zadok, answered him and said, Since the people began to bring the offerings into the temple of the Yahweh, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty. For the Yahweh have blessed his people, and that which is left is this great sword. 11. Then Hezekiah commanded to prepare chambers in the temple of the Yahweh, and they prepared them. 12. And brought in the offerings and the tithes, and the dedicated things faithfully, over which Hanonia, the Levite, was ruler, and Shemai, his brother, was the next. 13. And Jehiel and Azariah, and Nahath, and Asahel, and Jeremoth, and Josabad, and Elel, and Ishmaqiah, and Machath, and Benaiah, were overseers under the hand of Kanoah, and Shemai, his brother. At the commandment of Hezekiah the king, and Azariah the ruler of the temple of Yahweh, and Kor, the son of Emnah, the, Lev- the Levite, the porter toward the east, was over the freewill offerings of Yahweh to distribute the ablations of the Yahweh and the most righteous things. 15. And next him were Eden and minimum men and Joshua and Jemiah. Amariah and Shekinah in the cities of the priests to give their brothers by courses as well to the great as to the small 
verse 20. And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Yadah Judah, and wrought that which was good, and right and truth before the Yahweh his Yahweh. Verse 21. And in every work that he began in the service of the temple of the Yahweh, and in the law, and in the commandments to seek his Yahweh, he, he did it with all his mind and prosper. Hallelujah. I'll read verse um, 18 and 20 and 21. We have a little um, the delay in that. Read verse um, 8 down to verse 10, then 20 and 21 again. That, that's excellent. I mean, they, they, they get, they're getting it. Those got in here. The one got in here, you're making it plain, Sister Sarah. 8, 9, 10, and skip down to 20 and 21. One more time. Come on. Second Chronicles, chapter 31. We're going to go over 8 through 10, 20, and 21. Verse 8 reads, And when Hezekiah and the princes came and saw the heat, they blessed the Yahweh and his people Israel. 9. Then Hezekiah questioned and the Levites concerning the heat. 10. And Azariah, the chief priest of the temple of Zidok, of the family of Zidok, and answered him and said, since the people began to bring the offerings into the temple of the Yahweh, we have had enough to eat and have left plenty, for the Yahweh have blessed his people, and that is left is this great store. Verse 20. And thus did Hezekiah throughout all Yadah Judah, and wrought that which was good, and right and truth. Before the Yahweh, his, his Yahweh, 21, and in every work that he began in the service of the temple of the Yahweh, and in the law, and in the commandments, to seek his Yahweh, he did it with all his mind, and prospered. Hallelujah. And then what? And prospered. You see that? That's why I'm, we tell you from the broadcast, we give it all we got. Because like I said again. And we try to keep telling you, you can't be telling you on this land. You stood up in this world and think this world going to pull you out. No, no, no. You're going to be pulled out according to your works. See, verse 5 should be something you need to consider on here in verse 5. What is it in verse 5? 5 reads, And as soon as the commandment came abroad, the children of Israel brought in abundance the first fruits of corn, wine, and oil, and honey, and of all the increase of the field. And the tide of all things brought they in abundantly. You see that? As soon as they heard it, they, got, they, they, they made their move. Now, remember we read earlier about a month? The day when you hear this, don't hide your head. This is what the man is trying to tell you. When he told Moses, over to the book of Exodus chapter 25 reading verse 1 and verse 2 
Verse 1 reads, And the Yahuwah spoke unto Moses, saying, 2. Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering, for every man that give it willingly with his mind, you shall take my offering. You hear that? So, now, here go Yahuwah speaking again. In the 11th chapter, verse 16, 17, the Numbers, now give me 24 and 25. Numbers, chapter 11, verse 6, 17, 24 and 25. What is that, Sister Sarah? Come on. Going over to the book of Numbers, to chapter 11, reading verse 16, 17, 24, and 25. Verse 16 reads, And the Yahweh said unto Moses, Gather unto me seventy men of the elders of Israel, whom thou knowest to be the elders of the people, over them, and bring them unto the temple of the congregation, that they may stand there before you, that they may stand there with you. 17, and I will come down and talk with you three there, and I will take of the spirit which is upon you, and will put it upon them, and they shall bear the burden of the people with you, that they that thou bear it not, Yourself alone. 24. And Moses went out and told the people the words of the Yahweh and gathered the 70 men of the elders of the people and set them round about the temple. 25. And the Yahweh came down in the cloud and spoke unto him and took the spirit that was upon him and gave it to the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they they prophesied, they taught, and did not cease. Mm -hmm. So you see, the responsibility of the spirit is to look out and see who is willing to take care of this man's business, who is willingly to take care of this man's business. And the one that uh, is willing not based upon seniority, got nothing to do with it, is the one that wants to tell him to take care of his business. So that's the responsibility of fear. Fear God is reminding you about what Yahweh is saying. Willing often to take care of his business. And then he got reward on those who hear the message and don't get caught in their own field. So that's the job of the fear. So one thing about it, those fear going to do his part. He's going to tell you what the man's saying. It's up to you to take heed. Because one thing about it, when you stand before the Almighty, he'll ask you one thing. What part did you do according to what was told you to do? Like for case in point, Exodus chapter 20, Exodus 20, 1 down to verse 4. Yeah, we're going to precept that in the 14 of Exodus, I mean Ezekiel. Ezekiel 20, 1 down to verse 4, then go to Ezekiel 14. One down to verse 8. We're going to do a precept on the dog. And we're going to find out something on the way up. Find out something. See, the responsibility is for the seal to look out there and see who's willing to do something. And then we say, you will, I see you're willing to do this. Then it's up to you to do it, not give out a, a bunch of a fat mouth and lips. Do it. The 
because Yahweh has showed exactly what to do, how to do it, and he and we put that prayer on the fear to look at you and say, take that business right here. You both just get up and take care of that business. Let's see the guy written in Ezekiel chapter 20, 1 down to verse 4. Then you're going to bag back to the 14th chapter, 1 down to verse 8. Back to back there, Sister Sarah, take your time. Excellent on your part. Come on. Going to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 20, reading 1 through 4. One read. And it came to pass in the seventh year, in the fifth month, the tenth day of the month, that certain of the elders of Israel came to inquire of the Yahweh and sat before me. Two. Then came the word of the Yahweh unto me, saying, Three, son of man, speak unto the elders of Israel and say unto them, Thus say the Yahweh, Yahweh, are you come to inquire of me? As I live, say the Yahweh, Yahweh, I will not be inquired of by you. Four, would I judge them? Son of man, will thy judge them, cause them to know the abominations of their fathers, cause them to know the abominations of their fathers. Mm-hmm. Fourteen, one through eight. So he's saying, uh, is it with the judging? Is it with the judging, son of man? Is it causing to know exactly what your father's on? Y'all on it as we see. He said, come to the temple like they own something, but they got iron in their head. That's what he's saying. He said, what you judge them, son of man? So the seer's job is to judge them on seer. It's an old ill. He see if they're ready to take care of that business. He said, watch it. He said, they come to require of me. I ain't going to be required by them because they, they ain't doing right. Now he's saying. Now we're going to precept that there's a 14 chapter of the same book. One down to verse 8. What does it say there? Ezekiel 14, one down to verse 8. Come on. Book of Ezekiel, chapter 14, reading verse 1 through 8. Verse 1 reads, Then came certain of the elders of Israel unto me, and sat before me. Two, and the word of the Yahweh came unto me, saying, Three, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their minds and put the stumbling block of their sin before their faith. Should I be inquired of all at all by them? For therefore speak unto them and say unto them, Thus say the Yahweh Yahweh, every man of the family of Israel that set up his idols in his mind, stumbling block of his sin before his faith, and comes to the seer. I, the Yahweh, will answer him and come according to the multitude of his idols. Five, then I may take the family of Israel in their own mind because they are all estranged from me through their idols. Six, therefore, 
say unto the family of Israel, Thus say the Yahweh, Yahweh, repent and turn yourselves from your idols. Turn away your faces from all your abominations. Seven, for every one of the family of Israel or of the strangers that sojourned in Israel would separate himself from me and set up his idols in his mind and put the stumbling blocks of his sin before his face and come to a seer to inquire of him concerning me. I, the Yahweh, will answer him by myself. Eight, and I will set my face against that man and will make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people, and you shall know that I am the Yahweh. Hallelujah. As they talk with them, so he's looking. He's, he's looking at Moshe. I mean Moel. He's, he's talking to those seer. He's looking at them. They, 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 they elders, but they ain't doing right. And but they love to come, but they ain't doing right. They ain't doing what your book tell them to do. He said, "Tell them, great." Now let's go and take a look at that. Uh, WCC remind me about that uh, Christmas tree. You know, that Christmas tree, we're going to take a look at it and see what Isaiah said about that Christmas tree. And Isaiah 44. So we're going to look at 44 verse 1 and 9 down to verse 20. We'll take a little, little detour and take a look at that Christmas. Think about that old Christmas tree. Yeah. Everybody now they got, I looked out on the, on the corner today, I was on the bus, and I see them, they already got their truck lined up, and they come all out of the Ford got the got the truck packed full of trees in there, and guess who lined up in there to get them all? Judah, Benjamin, Levi, Simeon, and all the northern kings. They just they, they got trucks lined up all over the street, and they just throwing them out, find them trees. Let's see what he say about that that we can read. And. Isaiah 44, verse 1, 9 down to verse 20. Let's talk about it a little bit, that daughter. We're doing some excellent reading now. I'm very happy. Come on. Going to the book of Isaiah, chapter 44, reading verse 1, verse 9 down to verse 20. Verse 1 reads, Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Verse 9. They that make a graven image are of them vanity, and their delectable things shall not profit. And they are their own witnesses. They see not, nor they may be ashamed. Ten, who have formed a Yahweh or a molten, a graven image that is profitable for nothing. Eleven, behold. All his fellows shall be ashamed, and the workmen, they are of men. Let them all be gathered together. Let them stand up, yet they shall fear, and they shall be ashamed together. Twelve, the smith with the tongue both works in the coils and the coals, and fashions it with hammers, and work it with the strength of his arms. Yea, he is Yea, he is hungry 
and his strength fell. He drank no water and is faint. 13. The carpenter stretched out his robe. He marked it out with a line. He fitted with planes and he marked it out with the compass and make it after the figure of a man, according to the beauty of a man, that it may remain in the house. 14. Him down, cedars, and take the cypress and the oak, which he strengthened for himself among the trees of the forest. He planted an ash, and the rain doth nourish it. 15. Then shall it be for a man to burn, and he will take thereof and warm himself. Yea, he kindled it and baked bread. Yea, he make a yakwa and worship it. He make it a graven image and fall down thereto. 16. He burned part thereof in the fire. With part thereof he eat flesh. He roasted roast and is satisfied. Yea, he warmed himself and said, Aha, I am warm. I have seen the fire. 17. And the residue thereof he make a yakwa. Even his graven image he fall down unto it and worship it and pray unto it and say, Deliver me, for thou art my yakwa. 18. They have not known nor understood, for he has shut their eyes that they cannot see, and their mind that they cannot understand. 19. And none considering his mind, neither is their knowledge nor understanding to say, I have burned part of it in the fire. Yea, also I have baked bread upon the coils thereof. I have roasted flesh and eaten it. And shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? Shall I fall down to the stock of a tree? 20. Mm-hmm. He feed on ash. Verse 20. He feed on ashes. A deceived mind have turned him aside, and he cannot deliver his soul, nor is there not a lie in my right hand. Shall I make the residue thereof an abomination? 
shall I fall down to the stock of a tree? Hey, that Fall down to the stock of a tree. Well, I don't, I, I don't worship no tree. Well, how you get your presents out of money? How do you get it? When you got a present, Mr. Preacher, up under the, the tree, how do you get it? What you got to do? Don't you got to bow down and, and somebody got to help you down on your knees to get your present? Hmm? Tell what you think you're doing then. The, remember, the present is up under the tree. The only way you can get that present up on that tree, you got to bow down to that tree, or you got to have two of your big deacons help you up on your arms and, and, and lower you down there so you get your present. So how you think you got it? Bowing down to the tree. So you worship the tree when you bowed out and got your, your Christmas present under the tree. Yeah? He said, that ain't nothing but abomination to Yahweh. So that tree that you get from the stores out there, but you're not him, they got it now, it's upgraded now, it already come put together. See, but back in the days, they just go outside and get a tree and fasten it down. But now you, it, it already come in a kickbox. But remember, don't you put the presents up under the box, up under the tree? And tell me, Mr. Preacher, how do you get your presents? You put a broom over there and, and kick it out from under the tree? No, you don't do that. You find a way to get yourself down on a bad knees, and you get your presents. And then you thank God for your presence. Right, right. Let's get a precept on that. Because Jeremiah 10, 1 down to verse 8. We're getting a precept on that now. Now, Jeremiah is going to pull what was said by Isaiah the seer. So, Jeremiah the seer is going to pull that, daughter. Let's see what he's saying in the 10th chapter, 1 down to verse 8. Jeremiah 10, 1 down to verse 8. Come on. Going to the book of Jeremiah. Reading verse 1 down to verse 8. Verse 1 reads, Hear you, hear you, the word which the Yahweh spoke unto you, O family of Israel. Verse 2. But say to Yahweh, Learn not the way of the 17 nations, and be not dismayed at the signs of heaven. For the 17 nations are dismayed at them. Verse 3, for the customs of the people are vain. For one cut a tree out of the forest, the work of the hands of the workmen with the axe. Four, they deck it with silver and with gold. They fasten it with nails and with hammers, and it move not. Five, they are upright as the palm tree. But speak not. They must need to be born, because they cannot go. Be not afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither also is it in them to do good. As there is none like unto you, O Yahweh, thou art great, and your name is great in might. Seven, who would not fear you, O king of nations? For to you, do it appertain, a, a for as much as among all the wise men of the nations and in all their kingdoms, 
there is none like unto you. Eight. But they are altogether brutish and foolish. The stock is a doctrine of vanity. You see that? Go on and get to your your Christmas tree. And you get and you're dealing with this December twenty fifth, not knowing true meaning of December twenty fifth. It ain't got nothing to do with you getting no Christmas tree. It got nothing to do with you getting no present. All that is from Satan to death. So Satan have done what? In 12 verse 9 of Revelation, according to December 25th, what have Satan done? According to John in prison, he's going to tell you what Satan have did to you and, and your preaching. 12 verse 9, what he have he did there, dog? Revelation 12 9, what Satan do to you? Book of, and, going to the book of Revelation. Chapter 12, verse 9 reads, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan was to see the whole world. He was cast out into the earth, and his ministry spirits, angels, were cast out with him. His evil ministry spirit angels cast out with him. Let me tell you how you're going to see the whole world. For the first matter of these, chapter 1. We're going to first Maccabees chapter. Let me show you how Satan to see the whole world about December 25th. We're going to show you the true meaning of December 25th right now. Maccabees chapter 1, and we'll pick it up first number 53 down to 59. First Maccabees. 